Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr. I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And before we get too much further, I just wanted to take care of some housekeeping things. Uh, First of all, if you are listening to this podcast on our website, uh, thank you so much for for being willing to do that. But I just wanted to let you know that and encourage you to go ahead and subscribe or follow. Uh, We're available on pretty much all podcast services. So that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Go ahead and follow us or subscribe and That way, when we post new podcasts, you'll be one of the first ones to be notified about it and get your jolt of weekly encouragement from the podcast as well. But I'm kind of excited about my life and where I'm at. I've been on this, what I would call a journey of improvement. And I, I guess that's kind of the picture of my entire life. But I've been experiencing some breakthrough, and and I say this not because I'm patting myself on the back or anything like that, or or, or to be prideful. That's not the goal of it. I'm sharing it because I'm hoping that maybe it'll inspire you to take some steps to look at how can you improve or how can you be better at loving those who love you. So one of the things that I've been doing is I've just been trying to be a better husband to my wife. You know, it's so important, I guess, to me, there's nothing better than to see the look of joy on her face. And if I can be a part of that, if I could uplift her in that way, one of the projects I did recently, and I think I kind of talked about this, I can't remember, but I think maybe I did, is uh, we did, one of the things that my wife really desired was to have wired lighting in the backyard, you know? So those lights are hang from wires, and, and you create like posts and stuff like that that you put up in your backyard. Well, well I did that. There's still some work to do on them because they don't stand (laughs) as well as we had hoped. But for me, a guy who has no technical ability as far as building whatsoever, they they miraculous, (laughs) y'all. But to be able to do something like that and that night when I had gotten them done, she immediately went and got in her bathing suit and just hung out in the jacuzzi in the backyard with the lights on. That's why I do it. So one of the things that I am working on is trying to do projects around the house because I know that for my wife, when the house looks good, she feels good. So it's important to her. So another project that I'm working on is we had some water damage in our bathroom because we don't have one of those fans. So we're gonna have a fan installed to take the moisture out of the bathroom when we take take showers. So just having a window in the bathroom wasn't enough, especially when you're me that likes to take 
30 minute long hot showers that when I'm done water's dripping off the walls <laughs> because kind of made it a little bit too hot in the bathroom but it's just one of the things so I've been trying to fix that because again what we're doing this year is we're hosting for Christmas so our whole family is going to be coming over my wife's extended family is going to be coming over and she wants the house to look good for Christmas so that's one of the things that I'm in the process of doing is doing some work in our bathroom and me doing the work I could just see or sense just the happiness that it brings to my wife so if, if that's what it takes then I'm, I'm going to learn how to improve and be better and I don't know about you but I'll be honest I have been one of those husbands where my wife would say you know it would be nice to have this around the house or have this done at the house or help in this way and unfortunately for many years I didn't do that and unfortunately for many years it put a lot of pressure on my wife to be able to maintain our household and if things were going to get done it was dependent upon her doing it because I could not be relied upon so I'm just going to be honest that's that's a mess that I've made in the past and it's one that I'm trying to work on and trying to clean up and be better at and so I'm, I'm happy I'm happy when it brings that joy to her and that joy of smiling and I'm going to talk about me cooking more and she actually even mentioned like I, I like this side of you this cooking side of you so man you better look out Emerald or Wolfgang Puck <laughs> some of those famous chefs out there because I'm bringing it baby <laughs> now you have no worries whatsoever just keep giving me your recipes that's the important thing but to bring joy to her that really matters to me and I've also been working on being a better better dad I'll be honest one of the ways that I have failed my kids a ton is I'll promise them that I'll do certain things or I'll do things with them and then I really mean them out of the depth of my heart like I really desire to do those things but then I don't write them down and then I forget them and I don't follow through and then the result of that is they think that I'm unreliable because honestly I have been so I'm trying to work on changing that and doing more follow through and, and it's been fun to see the result of that with my kids as well and just being able to connect with them that much more and just realizing I don't have a lot of time to change this I mean my son is a junior my daughter is a junior I have also two eighth graders that are going to be in high school next year and we know how fast the high school years go so I don't have a lot of time to improve this part of my life so I'm, I'm trying to because I really want to maximize the time that I have with my kids. And the cool thing about it is it has done so. Like I've, I've had time when my daughter was learning how to drive to say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you out. And then to go out and, and drive with her or drive with my son or, you know, he's working on this Eagle Scout project to be able to hang out with him and plan that out. And that connection time that we have together, it, it really is precious. It, it really is valuable and it's time that I'll, I'll I'll never get back if I would have wasted it and missed out on it so I've been really enjoying that and it has really meant a lot 
to me. And so I'm, I'm hoping that it will, it will do the same for you as well. And I'll tell you, since I'm, I'm being honest, I'll, I'll tell you what my weakness has been is I come to work and I expend all my energy and then I'll come home and I will crash. And I actually read a study this week that being a couch potato actually kills your energy. Because when you're a couch potato, well, just think about the position that you're in on the couch potato, as a couch potato. Uh, you are not in the best posture possible. And if you are in a posture, it ain't standing up. <laughs> That's why it's called a couch potato, not a couch carrot. Uh, I don't know. What is it that stands up? <laughs> you know? But couch tree. Yeah, there we go. Couch tree. Uh, but but you're in that position, and what it does is it causes your body to, to think that it's lying down, and it causes your body to want to close its eyes and sleep. And I'll tell you, there's been many a nights where my wife will say, honey, wake up. And my kids will say, Dad, you're snoring. <laughs> I've, I've had those times because, and it's interesting because it says no matter what you're doing, like if you're watching TV, it doesn't keep you energized. It just puts you to sleep. And I am a living testament of that truth. It kills my energy. It really does kill my energy. So we're in a series. Actually, this previous Sunday, we wrapped up a series that we've been doing called Self-Mastery. And I just wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Developing self-mastery in our lives, specifically in the area that I've been talking about, the area of energy, the area of energy. Because wouldn't you agree, and I talked about this on Sunday as well, but wouldn't you agree that we have a limited amount of energy? We have a limited amount of energy. And once we expend that energy, we are worn out. We're worn out. So what can we do to increase the level of energy in our lives? Because here's the point, and I, and I mentioned this on Sunday as well. If we suffer from the big three, then it makes it more difficult for us to do the things like self-improvement and growth but it also makes it more difficult to be able to resist the temptation that causes us to want to go down the path or to sin, to go down a path we don't want to go down or to do something we don't want to do. It becomes more difficult to resist when we have the big three in our lives. What are the big three? Hunger. Hunger. The other, exhaustion. When you're just physically worn out. And the other is Emotions, when you are emotionally drained and worn out, on edge, it hinders your ability to be able to make healthy decisions. So your level of energy is vitally important. And so in this series called Self Mastery, Here's the subtitle of it, and that's simply this, Reclaiming the Life You Were Designed to Live. 
reclaiming the life that you were designed to live. Because again, becoming a better person doesn't just happen. I mean, it would be great though. Wouldn't it be great if I grew by osmosis? <laughs> How cool would that be? Man, I would bottle it up and sell that. If I could just take a pill for growth, or how about this? What if at night I put my Bible under my pillow and through osmosis, it just worked its way into my thinking and my system and my life? How incredible would that be? I would love that. But of course, we know that's not reality. And here's what I'm finding. The less that I apply biblical and spiritual truth to my life, the less that I apply it, the less energy I have. There's just something about it. Now, I, I just wanted to spend some time just because we really don't have forever and talking about all the things that can build our energy are all the things that can kill our energy. I think some of them we are familiar with. And I talked about that. If you want to dig in, I talked about some of those things on Sunday. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to or watch the live stream on Sunday. You can find it on our website. You can also find it on our Facebook page as well as on our YouTube channel. So you can go back and you can watch the live stream of our messages. But with that in mind, what I wanted to do is I just wanted to hit three areas that I think are really important that helps us to be able to be aware of the level of energy that we have in our lives. And, and here's the first one. I, I wanted to read in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses four through six, where it says this. It says, then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. And yet, better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. And chasing the wind. Now, now why is that so significant? Because think about this. If you chase the wind, can you physically catch the wind? Like if you put your arms out, you're running, you're running, you're running, and you see, I see you wind, I see you wind, I'm gonna catch you. And you run and you run, and then you reach your arms out and you try to grab the wind and what happens? Your arms just keep going until eventually you're giving yourself a hug <laughs> because the wind cannot be caught. Now, there are things that we can do though to utilize the wind's power. That's why we have things like windmills because we are utilizing the wind's power. So basically what it's saying is if you are trying to 
be successful and your success is driven by wanting to have what others have or be like others or doing what others do or having the results that others have, it's chasing after the win. And you know what I found is even if you do, like let's say you are someone who works really hard and you are able to have the things that others have. At the end of the day, does it really make you happy? Now, it may feel good when you are able to go out and you buy that car and you are, you know, you get in the car and you turn the engine on and you hear the, I almost made an engine noise. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but you turn the engine on and you pull out of that dealership. And you know the first thing you do. Come on. You turn on that radio, don't you? And you hear those Bose speakers or those JBL speakers. And you find that music channel that you want or, or maybe what's even better now is because of the technology that cars have. What you're able to do is you are able to pair your phone just stereo with your car so that every time you get in your car, it is automatically paired to your telephone. And then what happens is you get that pairing going and then you turn on Spotify and you get to that favorite musician, that favorite song. And as you're pulling out of the driveway, you turn that bad boy up. And as you're driving, that's the best beatbox that I could do. <laughs> but as you're driving down the street and that bass is going and you are loving your car and you turn on that air conditioning and the air just flows through your face and it kind of blows your hair backwards like the Memorex commercial. Remember those old Memorex commercials where it would come on and the guy's leaning back and his hair is blowing in the wind and so you got your air conditioner on and it's feeling good and you get, and you have that new car smell and there's that initial excitement and enthusiasm and that is awesome but then about a month later you get your first car note payment <laughs> or maybe this you get your new car and you feel really good about it but as you drive around you begin to notice how many other cars look exactly like yours and, and maybe you begin to notice that your car is not the top of the line model of that car And, and so you become a little bit more disenchanted with the car. Because here's the truth. The joy of the stuff is just chasing after the wind. It never lasts. You walk into your new house and you are so excited because you got the key, baby. And there's, there is, there's, there's this feeling that you gain when you get your home. Especially 
after it's unpacked, <laughs> right? Part of that feeling when you get to the new home is you feel good about walking in, but you don't completely enjoy it because you see all the boxes that you got to unpack. And so you spend days unpacking and putting stuff away and figuring out where you want this to be and where you want your dishes to be and your bathroom stuff and your living room stuff and hooking up your TVs and your wiring and making some improvements in the home and Get it already, but then when it's done, you walk into your house and you're like, God, you are so good. Because it feels really good. But then after a while, it just kind of wears off. Just kind of wears off. Because why? Because it's a, it's a chasing after the wind. And it just doesn't energize you after a while. So what do you want to do? Get the newer car? The newer phone? The newer house? And I know you can justify the newer phone, right? I was looking at iPhone 11s the other day because I know the 13s are coming out so the 11s will be less expensive. And in my mind, I justify buying the iPhone 11. Why? Because it takes better pictures. Right. So I was I was doing a TikTok thing for a while. But then I started looking at what my posts were compared to what other people's posts, because my iPhone's camera is not as good as the iPhone 11's camera. And so I just became disenchanted with the quality of my posts. So I haven't posted anything on TikTok in a while. But I started looking at that iPhone 11 and thinking, man, I get a better camera. I can start posting a TikTok once again. (laughs) But it's all those things that we go after. But in the end, what it does, it just saps our energy. Or the other thing that that in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 16, it said this, and I thought this was really powerful. It says, and this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than when they came. All their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. All their hard work is for nothing. So you know the other thing that could kill your energy is when you have a job that you just do not enjoy. It it brings you no fulfillment. It brings you no fulfillment. It's, it's one of those things where you, you look at just being able to enjoy life and enjoy your week. I saw this quote and I love it. It said, the first five days after the weekend are always the hardest. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But you know what? It really does feel that way when you have a job you just don't enjoy. And and when that is the case for you, you know what it does? It kills your energy level. It kills your energy level. When you wake up in the morning, you have two options. You could say, good morning, Lord, or, oh, Lord, it's morning. (laughs) Why? 
the response is based off your energy level. And your energy level really is dependent. And so if you're at a job that you have, you know, sometimes I've seen it where people will go after a certain career or a certain job because of, let's, let's just be honest, because of the paycheck. Because of what the paycheck provides. But they hate what they do. And I've also heard stories of people who were in that position that made a decision. They were in the financial place where they they finally realized they could make a decision to quit that job and find something that they love, that energizes them. See, you want the kind of job where you say, it, it just blows my mind that people pay me to do this. Because if they didn't, I do it for free. Because I just love it that much. I just love it that much. Does it energize you? I, I'll tell you, one of the things that I love about being a pastor is just the opportunity of being able to encourage people to be able to share words. So this week is really a, an awesome week for me. I'm, I'm really excited about it because, of course, I had, to sp- I had an opportunity to be able to speak on Sunday. On Thursday night, I've been hanging out with the football team at North. And, and so I'm going to be a, a guest speaker for their Thursday night dinner. So I'm excited about that and just being able to encourage them. Uh, this Saturday, uh, I have an opportunity to speak at a, at a gathering of pastors to encourage them. That energizes me and and i love it i I love the opportunity of being able to encourage others and if if i can just leave a nugget that changes their life that's why i do the podcast i don't know how many people are listening to it (laughs) i hope it's quite a few i hope it's growing but i do this podcast why it energizes me because of the idea that maybe someone will listen to it and it will encourage them and motivate them to make changes in their lives. So I'll tell you, being a pastor is not a high paying gig, (laughs) at least not for me. (laughs) There are some pastors that are rolling in Bentleys and doing that kind of thing, but their income is questionable as far as why they do what it is that they do. Let's just be honest. But I'm not, I'm not doing this job for the money. I'm just doing it because I, now I do want to be able to take care of my family. <laughs> That's important to me. But I do, I, I, just, I just love the opportunity of being able to just encourage others. So I would say, if you're in a job that you hate, it's killing your passion, it's killing your ability, and maybe it's time to consider finding something new. Now, I would encourage you to pursue the something new before you quit something bad. (laughs) I would encourage you to make sure you do that. But maybe it's time to re-energize your life by finding a job that connects with your ability, that connects with your passion, to find a job where at the end of the day, you know you have made a difference in someone's life.
you have made a difference in someone's life. You have made their life better. You have improved the quality of life for others. Find something that you're passionate about that moves you so that at the end of the day, when you go to bed, man, I am so grateful for what I was able to do today and I cannot wait until tomorrow when I have a chance to do the same thing for someone else. That's, that's one area that really affects the energy level in our lives. Here's another area. It says this in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verses 21 and 22. It says, uh, don't eavesdrop on others. You may hear your servant curse you, for you know how often you yourself have cursed others. <laughs> I love that. Don't eavesdrop on others. You may hear your servant curse you, for you know how often you yourself have cursed others in those conversations and things that we say. But what that leads to is this. I think the other thing that kills our energy or re-energizes us, the people that we're around, the people that we're around will either kill our energy or restore and renew and build our energy. So you have to ask the question, do I have energy vampires in my life? And you know what energy vampires are, right? They're just certain people that you're around and it's you just even sense that they're in the room and you have lost half your energy. <laughs> energy vampires, they're just people that suck the energy right out of you. So you want to make sure that you are around people that are building and strengthening your energy as well. You want to make sure. Now, if you are an introvert, that may mean that you have one or two best friends or three, but, but you're more energized by one-on-one -on -one connections and you're hanging out and, and you're spending time there. I would say find that key person or, or maybe it's persons, but not that you're all hanging out at one time because you're an introvert. You don't want to be around a bunch of people, but find that person that, that you are just around that, that makes you laugh and enjoy that person that you can post Instagram moments with because you have such a great time with that person. You're uplifted by that person. Find those people in your life that will help you and encourage you to be able to do that. Find those people in your life that will transform you and inspire you and uplift you. Find those people that will do so. And I'm not just saying, I'm, I'm not saying expel the energy vampires from your life. Maybe they're ministry opportunities or people that need to be built. Maybe there's someone, maybe there are people that you see potential in that could turn their lives around. But I, I would say that you need to make sure that if you do have energy vampires in your life, you need to make sure that you have people that you hang out with that puts you on the other side of the spectrum. And if you are an extrovert, that you are lifted up by groups of people, then again, find your tribe. Find people that you can, and again, 
that might be people that you work with, right? That also makes a difference. The people that you work with can also be people that will build your energy or will zap your energy. It makes a big difference too. But find your tribe, the people that you can be around that as soon as you are, you are just revitalized because of the time that you spend with them. You're revitalized by it. I do. I have a, a group of guys that I meet with every other week. And I'll tell you, you know, when, I, when I'm done meeting with these guys, because what we do is it's, it's a Bible study that we do. It's our men's group for, for the church. And when we first get there, and one of the guys at our church, he hosts it. So we get to his house and we're hanging out. Usually he has pizza there for us all to hang out. And we're eating together, drinking sodas together. And we just hang out in the kitchen. And we chit-chat and we talk about life and we laugh and we talk about football and and most of us are in a fantasy football league together and we're just, we're joking around and we're laughing and, and we're having a great time. And then after that, what we do is we move over to the couches and the living room and we talk about the spiritual dynamic of our lives and we talk about Jesus and who he is and and, you know, maybe we'll study a, a book together or, or study together, but we'll get into that and we'll dig into it. And there have been times where I have left our group at the end of the evening so encouraged, so uplifted, so energized. So, so you do, you, you need that. So if you are an introvert, find that person. If you are an extrovert, find those persons, find your tribe, find people that you could be around that will uplift you, that you can make a difference in. And I think another thing, when it comes to people, if you want energy, I love this. It says in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 19, after all, what gives us hope and joy? Hope and joy. You know what we can say that? What gives us energy? What gives us hope and joy? And what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before the Lord when he returns? And he sums it up by this, with these three words. It is you. It's you. So I would encourage you, if you really want to be energized by, by someone, find someone that you can invest in, build their life, encourage them, and see the difference that it makes as well. And of course, the last one I want to spend some time talking about is our relationship with God. In Matthew chapter 28 verses, I'm sorry, about chapter 11 verses 28 through 30, it says, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who are worn out, who have no energy. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you. Because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. In other words, Jesus is saying, come to me. If you're worn out, energy depleted, and I will renew you, I will refresh you, 
again, it's like going to the station, to the gas station and plugging in the gas nozzle and refueling your car with the fuel that provides the energy for the car to be able to move. Jesus is saying, come to me and I will refresh you. I will refuel you. And I mentioned this on Sunday. I, I think it's very interesting. And I'll be honest, I've been guilty of this in the past. Where we're so busy that the very first thing that we remove out of our lives is the spiritual dynamic of our lives. I'm, I'm too busy to pray. I'm too busy to read scripture. I'm too busy to go to church. I'm too busy. We have the pressures and we have the pressures of life that are placed upon us. And what we do with those pressures is we began to push out the spiritual dynamic of our lives. Now, I, I know that there, unfortunately, are pastors who have used this as a form of abuse to push you in a position where you actually get yourself worn out even more so because now you feel guilty about all. And, and that's not my goal in this at all. I, I want to make that really My goal isn't to make you feel guilty. My goal is not to, to force abuse. Anyone that knows me as a pastor know that that's not the way that I roll. That, that's not the goal of this at all. But my goal is just to help you be able to discover something more. My goal is to help you realize that maybe the very thing that you are removing from your life is the very thing that you need to energize your life. If I am driving down the street and my gas tank is flashing the little light that tells me I'm about to run out of fuel. And then I think, well, you know what? I'm so busy. I've got to, I got to get to work. So I keep driving. And then I get to work praying that I make it to work, but I get there. And then I need to go pick up my son from school. So I get in my car and that little light is on, but I don't have time to stop to go to the gas station because I need to go get my son from school. And so I drive and then I get him home. I, I get him, I get to the school and I pick him up and then I'm driving from school to the house because I, I need to get back to the house because I have some things that I need to get done. And so I drive by another gas station. How many gas stations do I have to drive by before my car runs out of fuel? And that's the thing that we have to be aware of when it comes to the spiritual dynamic of our lives. How much of the spiritual things that renew my life do I avoid before I'm running on empty? And, and let me tell you, when we're running on empty spiritually, the dangerous thing about that is that's when we make choices that we regret. That's when we make, there have been times where I've made choices and I go, why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then I sit down and I dig into it and I realize I did it because I was exhausted. I was tired. I didn't have my guard up. I didn't have my fight ready because I was worn out. And I think it's the same thing for us in our relationship with God as well. I, I read a Psalm on Sunday that talks about something else that, and it's important for us to realize, my, my bad choices, our sin, that also kills our energy as well. I, I love how this Psalm, Psalm 32 puts it. It says, oh, what joy 
for those whose disobedience have been forgiven, whose sin is out, whose, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. What joy. In other words, in other words what energy? Because joy is energy. It's, it's, great. It's, it's a replenishment in our lives. Then he says this, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. When I had sin in my life that I didn't deal with, it just wore me out. And when we're exhausted and tired, we make bad decisions. Now we compound it because now we add guilt to those bad decisions. We, re we add regret and shame to those bad decisions. Verse five, finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone because guilt kills your energy. Forgiveness restores it. Therefore, let all the godly pray to you while there is time that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment. Energy being killed because we're overwhelmed because of the choices that we made in our life. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. So it's interesting because we look at this passage and we see energy up, energy down, energy up, energy down, energy up, energy down. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Verse eight, I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. So I will guide you, energy up. Do not be like energy down. Many sorrows come to the wicked, energy down. But unfailing love surrounds those who trust in the Lord, energy up. So rejoice, energy up, and be glad, all you who obey him. Shout for the Lord, all you whose hearts are pure, energy up. Energy up. There's something about being free when I'm forgiven. And that's the power of this relationship with him. Self-mastery. Self-mastery. So you want to, in self-mastery, look at where you work, look at who you're around, and look at your relationship with God. Master those three things, and you will master the energy that you need to live the best life possible. Well, again, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you. If so, please share it. Please invite someone to listen to this podcast so they can be uplifted and encouraged as well. So again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this journey with you. And I really do hope that you are encouraged by this podcast because you can reclaim the life you were designed to live. So self-mastery, as we've said over the last three weeks, take ownership, decide, I am going to implement scripture into my life so that I can live the best life possible. Change your thoughts. We talked about that last week. Change your thoughts, change your life, and now manage your energy, what you invest in, what you give yourself to, 
so that you can be the best version of yourself possible. So again, in comments about three things, love up, let's fall madly and passionately in love with God, love out, let's love others, and love in. If we're loving God and loving others, I promise you we will learn things that we love about ourselves and be the best version of ourselves as well. Well, take care. God bless you. Oh, and next week we're starting a brand new series. I'll, say, I'll share it real quickly because I know that I'm running over a little bit of time. So next week we're starting a brand new series called Rock Solid Faith in a Shaky World. We've been doing these last few series because we're building up to this point of helping us to get to this place where no matter what it is that we face, we are able to have this kind of faith that we are unbreakable. And that is the message for this Sunday. And that's what we'll get into in next week's podcast. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll talk to you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.